everyone, and welcome to The Witch Hut. I'm your host, Chelsea Martinez, and I'm here to make your day a little more magical. I just wanted to say very quickly that this is an episode where I'll be enjoying some legal adult substances, so if that's not something you want to hear about and you feel more comfortable skipping this episode, it won't hurt my feelings or anything. Everyone has to do what works best for them, and what works well for me on my journey might not be what works for you, and that's okay. Since this is the last episode before Yule, I guess that that makes this the Yule episode. I've been kind of trying to decide how I want to handle the sabbats, but until I figure out how to present something a little more educational, I think I should go ahead and present something more lighthearted. So what I have done is found a few Yule legends, stories, what have you, and I'm going to tell you about them while I get a little elevated. I'm literally just starting, so I'm almost as sober as a judge, and I don't really know how not judicial I'm gonna get. So by the end of this, I guess we're gonna find out together, um, depending on how long it takes for me to record this. If you want, you can sesh along with me while you listen, or you can have a coffee, some candy, or whatever your preferred vice is. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to say what I'm currently partaking with, but I always do like it when I'm listening to something and the hosts tell me what they're having, like even if it's just what they got from Starbucks or something like that. I have taken some Luchador tincture, which I wound up trying because you typically get much more bang for your buck when you buy a sublingual versus an edible, and in my opinion, it's basically the exact same thing. I usually use it before bed, which is why I prioritize being a smart shopper over having a tasty candy. I'm also probably going to have some gelato by Jetty Extracts as I go along with this recording, and that's probably been my favorite thing lately, um, because I like the taste, but also because it doesn't make me too sleepy. Also, I just want to say that I might be giggly and having fun with this, but my intention is not to make fun of any traditions or anything like that. I realize that a lot of winter traditions and their associated mythology are born from the fact that, historically, your chances of survival dropped significantly in the winter. I would also suggest that if any of these stories interest you, you should go learn from them from a resource that's meant to be more educational than this one is. Maybe I can give you a little taste, but none of these little snippets are meant to be the entire meal. I think most people have at least some kind of awareness of Krampus, even if you've only heard of him because there was a movie back in 2015 that was very loosely based on the actual myth. I've lived in the U.S. my entire life, and so a lot of us here are really only familiar with nice, kind Christmas figures, but in a lot of European countries, there are very, very scary holiday figures, usually as some kind of companion to a much more pleasant being. Apparently, we were like, Krampus doesn't really do much for capitalism, so we just don't want him. So if you don't know, Krampus is an enormous horned beast, and even though he's been around since before Christianity, they decided to take him along with the Christmas tree. Krampus is from Central and Eastern Europe, and he's thought of as a kind of Christmas devil who visits children alongside Saint Nicholas. If you were good, you might get an orange or some chocolate, but if you were bad, Well, then Krampus is going to beat you with a birch rod. Krampus also has a traditional parade called a Krampuslauf or Krampus Run. People will dress up like Krampus wearing bells and chains. The bells let you know he's coming, and I'm pretty sure he uses the chains to drag you to hell. The Krampus runners go running through the streets, and when they get to your house, you're supposed to give them schnapps. I think so that they don't drag you to hell. 
There's a Welsh wassailing tradition that reminded me a little of the Krampus friends, and that is the Mary Lewid. However I pronounce her name during this story, I'm sure it is not correct. <laughs> Anyway, the custom of the Mary Lewid involved making a hobby horse out of a horse skull on a stick, which was then dressed up and paraded through the village. At each house, the small group of performers would knock on the door and a kind of musical debate would ensue, where the performers would argue for why the fancy horse skull and her friend should be allowed in, and the homeowners would argue why they should not. <laughs> Basically, they had like a kind of rap battle for a little while and eventually the homeowners would be convinced and let in the performers so they can eat and drink. I also learned a little bit about the Yule lads who are the sons of the giantess Gryla and they are 13 mischievous young men who sneak into your house to play pranks. They will also leave small gifts for good children and rotten potatoes for bad children. I'm gonna admit, I, I really didn't do a lot of in-depth research for this episode mostly because I knew what I would be doing while I record, but I really struck gold with the Wikipedia page for the Yule Lads. They had a list of all the lads' names and also what kind of mischief each one was known for. Obviously, I've got to share them with you. And obviously, I'm going to pronounce the names as best as I can, but ironically enough, I don't have high hopes. First, there is Steck Jar Star, and in English... <laughs> In English, his name is Sheepcoat Claude, and he likes to harass the sheep, which is very fucking mean. Next is Gil Jaguar, or Gully Gawk, and he likes to steal milk from the cows. Then we have Stufer, and apparently he's also called Stubby because he's really short. He steals pans to eat the crusts of food left on them, which is obviously not as noteworthy as his stumpy little height. Okay, so I will absolutely not be able to pronounce this next name, but in English, it's spoon licker. And as you can probably guess, this lad likes to lick spoons clean. And after him, we have potaskifil or pot scraper, and he breaks in and steals your leftovers. And then there's askas laker, who is also called bowl licker, and he licks the bowls clean because spoon licker leaves them for him. Then there's Hero Skyler, and he is also called door slammer because he likes to slam doors. <laughs> Especially at night because it wakes people up. <laughs> then we have Skirgummer or Skirgobbler. And I guess he really likes this Icelandic food called Skir, which is kind of like yogurt. So he comes and steals your yogurt. His less health conscious brother is Bunacrakir or Sausage Swiper. And he hides in your rafters to steal your sausages. Side note, is Jeff the Mongoose a Yule lad? The next lad is probably the creepiest, and he's Gluga Geiger, or Window Peeper, and he looks in your windows looking for things to steal. His brother, Doorway Sniffer, apparently has a really big nose and an excellent sense of smell, which he uses to find a dish called leaf bread. Another creepy lad is Ketkrokir, or Meat Hook, and he goes around with a hook, which he uses to steal meat. And last, there is Kurtisneakir, or Candle Stealer, and he steals candles, but prefers the ones made of tallow because they are edible. 
There's also the myth of the Christmas pickle, which is not a Yule tradition, but I really did not want to miss the chance to say Christmas pickle. Supposedly, there was a German tradition to put an ornamental pickle on the tree and whoever finds it gets an extra gift from Santa. That very likely did not actually happen and what most likely happened is that in the 1890s, Germany began exporting blown glass ornaments to the United States and the department stores needed a way to market pickle-shaped ornaments. There's actually a whole history of using food to decorate, which I won't get into here, even though this is actually a pretty food-heavy episode, but the Christmas pickle was most likely a way to sell something to Americans to make them feel cultured, which, you know, obviously doesn't happen at all today. Marion Springs, Michigan calls itself the Christmas pickle capital of the world and they held an annual pickle parade from 1992 to 2005. If you feel sad that you didn't get to attend a pickle parade, you're in luck because after a 16 year pickle parade hiatus, they brought it back last year. And I have saved my favorite myth for last. Let's talk about the Yule cat who was from Iceland just like the Yule lads. From what I gather, new winter clothes are a traditional Yule gift if you live somewhere cold. If you aren't wearing new clothes on Yule, the Yule cat comes to get you. What is this cat, if not a long-forgotten cast member from the Broadway musical sensation Cats? Well, the Yule cat is an enormous cat who prowls through the town and eats people wearing last season's fashions. Now, I suspect that this is meant to be a lot more terrifying than I picture it because I always picture the Yule cat as a giant house cat, and honestly, if the last thing I see is a massive cat, at least I died doing what I loved, which is looking at cats. With Yule fast approaching, I figured that since I have given you some delightful stories to tell at the dinner table, I guess I'd better tell you what should go on that table. And what better way to plan your feast than by leaving it up to the Food Fortune's tarot deck? Back in April, this deck assigned us a delicious munchy meal, and today we'll be planning our holiday smorgasbord. This deck assigns a type of food to each of the minor suits, and then the majors are iconic foods. So what I will be doing is curating our holiday menu from the minors, and then using the majors to add a special component to our meal. This might be a midnight snack or maybe an extra side or a seasoning, just a little special something. All right, so we are off to a great start with our main course, which is sushi. That's not what I normally think of as a Yule food, but would I turn it down ever? No, I never would. Our side is bacon. (laughs) A thing I do not eat because I don't eat mammals, but I'm not gonna lie, I do miss bacon as an ingredient. Um, and as an aside, this is really funny because last night my husband was telling me about this, like, argument that he listened to these two podcasters having about whether or not a BLT is a sandwich. And, um, I say, yeah, it's obviously a sandwich. And, um, my husband said, no, it is not a sandwich. (laughs) So I guess, um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's a sandwich? (laughs) 
So I, I will say I would never ever pair bacon with sushi. But in this particular scenario, I'm not mad at it. Bacon can be a really good salty fatty component. So I can imagine eating some sushi and having a small bit of really good bacon here and there. Our beverage accompaniment is Coca-Cola, um, a thing I also don't really consume, but I actually do think it's kind of perfect to cut that salt and oil. I don't drink soda because I don't like the bubbles, but if I ate sushi and bacon, I guess I'd prefer soda over like milk. Obviously, our meal is not over without dessert, and for dessert, we are having apple pie. I might really not know what the hell I'm talking about, but even though apple pie clearly does not really go with this dinner, I can't help but feel like it would actually be pretty good. I think it's the lack of dairy. Like, I wouldn't want something covered in whipped cream or a ton of frosting, and apple pie doesn't really have to be overly sweet. I also can't help but notice that this menu is very classic Americana plus sushi. Like, we're dining at the Devil's Fusion restaurant. Speaking of the devil, I kind of wonder how Christian fundamentalists would react to the food fortunes. Like... They obviously do not like tarot, but this is literally just food. But then again, there's also a card for sriracha and there are no cards for unseasoned chicken or tater tot casserole, so maybe they think this is from the devil as well. And our extra special something is guacamole. (laughs) It should be noted that this card is specifically just guacamole, so you can eat this with chips, but I guess you don't have to. Our meal is pretty full, and I think that guacamole wouldn't really fit with the sushi, although would I dip bacon in a bit of guac? I mean, I might. I think you could. I think everything I said about the soda and apple pie would still apply if you decided to add guac to your bacon, but I think I would prefer not to, and I would rather have it with chips. And I don't know if I prefer to have it before dinner as an appetizer or after dinner as a midnight snack. On the one hand, I don't know if I would prefer to go back for an extra slice of pie when my midnight munchies hit, because although I love sweets, I do also really like a midnight snack that defies the genre that my dinner had. But then on the other hand, the pre-dinner holiday snacks are absolutely essential. Like, are you even having a holiday dinner if you don't have some chips and guac first? I mean, you could do both, but... I think my preference would be to have the guac before and then eat leftovers for my midnight snack. As an aside, I was typing with chips and it came out as witch chops and it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever read. All right, so we've had some delightful tales. We've had a delicious meal and now we are at the end of our episode. This is a little bit of a shorter one, but I had a really great time and I hope that you like having some of these more lighthearted episodes here and there. Even if the episode ends, I'm forever vibing with you here in the witch hut. I hope your holidays are merry and bright. I hope that whatever you celebrate, even if you're just celebrating yourself, that you have a wonderful time and I will see you next time. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at the Witch Hut Pod and make sure you never miss a picture of my cats or my animal crossing island by following me at Chelsea the Witch. Take care of yourself and live your best magical life.